Welcome to part two of Trisha Thomas's compelling weight loss to professional bodybuilder story. This is Gina DiPietro with Novant Health Healthy Headlines. In the last episode, we learned that Trisha had an injury that sidelined her from her normally active lifestyle. That led to gradual weight gain to the point of being considered morbidly obese. Here's Josh Jarman to explain how Trisha found help when she needed it the most. So your sister has a role in the story, right? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. She had the weight loss surgery, I think it was two years prior to me, and she was successful with it. And I saw how it changed her and, um, you know, made her healthier. Because in our family, we're all pretty happy. So happiness wasn't really a goal for me. It was just um, an, an added bonus. But healthy, our family's not. So seeing her, you know, not have to take her medication for diabetes anymore and not have to take high blood pressure medicine and go off everything um, really, really helped me in my decision because I was already at the point where I was on high blood pressure medicine and I was facing, you know, diabetes and stuff. It runs rampant through my family. So, yeah, yeah, that she really, she helped me, definitely. So she pushed you to consider having the surgery. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. She was kind of scared though because I did have the blood clot. So any surgery is a higher risk for me. So she, you know, it was a double-edged sword. She wanted to see me do it, but then she was also apprehensive because if I do it, what, you know, the outcome or the challenges. But luckily I was under very good care. So I, you know, they did all the precautions that were needed. So ultimately, you made an appointment at Novant Health Bariatric Solutions um, where you were able to get the surgery, but was there any hesitancy for you to push yourself over the edge to make that call? Um, I guess the hesitancy would have come into play that I didn't know the process and it seemed overwhelming. Uh, so sure. I was, you know, where to begin. It, even you know, with m my sister's guidance, it still seemed because I saw her going to her doctor's appointments, and I, you know, saw her where she she had so many of these appointments with the nutritionist and so many with the the doctor, the surgeon, and and the different stages of it. So that was my biggest hurdle that I had to overcome. But when I went to the um, seminar. And I learned that they have a nurse navigator. I don't know if that's what they call them now, but someone to take us through the process and help us with the appointments and everything. It's kind of like a breath of fresh air. Like this is actually doable. This is something that you know that I can achieve and that I can you know it can benefit me and and I can do. So yeah, it was it was good. Tell me about Dr. James Dasher. Dr. Dasher was amazing. He he is an exception as I see it only because when I, it really took me aback when I I sat down with him the first time and I talked to him and I heard his information and he talked to me and then he finished the conversation with what else do you want to know what other questions do you have he actually engaged me and encouraged me to ask questions and to seek more information from him whereas some of the doctors because they're you know they're in the position they are and they have lots of patients to see you don't always feel like you're more than a number and I mean I'm mean, it's not their fault they're just they have health care and that's their you know that's their what they're doing but Dr. Dasher always had that extra extra two minutes extra five minutes whatever I needed he always 
had the patience to make me feel like I was the only patient he had at the moment. And it's, uh, it's a real gift, for sure. What did he recommend? Uh, he recommended the sleeve, um, I guess because of the amount of weight I had. And I don't know if the um, insurance factored in, because I know sometimes the health insurance can determine whether you have the sleeve or the Roux-en-Y bypass. But he recommended the sleeve uh, gastrectomy for me. And what all did that involve? That involved um, going in and cutting out about 75, I think, percent of the stomach and stapling it down the side. So you're kind of left with your natural stomach, only a lot less of it. He explained it as being shaped like a pea, and then he takes the, um, the staple line right down. So you're kind of left with like a banana-shaped um, stomach that's, when he first does the surgery, about the size of a magic marker um, in there. So it cuts down. It, it takes out the, um, the part of the stomach that has to do with hunger, so you don't feel, uh, it helps your appetite, so you don't feel as ravenousing, but then it also takes away the part of your stomach that has to do with feeling full. <laughs> so you have to gauge your um, amount you eat kind of more visually because you don't have those internal um, parts that say, hey, you're to capacity until you get way over capacity and then you don't feel so well. <laughs> and it's not supposed to be a quick fix, right? There's no. a whole lifestyle component as Absolutely. well, is it right? Absolutely. They always explain it as it's a tool in your toolbox. So I even go a step further. I call it my tool and my food is my supplies and then my house is my body. So wow. you have to take your tool and use it with your supplies to maintain your house and build your house. So you, all those three together, you can't do it with just the tool. You have to have your supplies, which is your food, and to, to maintain your body. What did they do on the front end to try to prepare you for those lifestyle changes? Um, they explained at length what, um, what the process entailed as far as the removal of the stomach and how you're gonna be eating less, and they explained the, um, the benefits to nutrition and how you wanna focus your, your food in um, or the food that you eat um, in a way that, that gets you a good amount of protein and you want to you want to I call it eating clean you want to try to stay away from the processed foods and the and the breads and stuff like that so they really were good at at the uh, nutritional part of it and then um, I guess just answering any questions you have because they don't know your knowledge I guess and so they tell you things but then if you have questions, that you might think of, they'll answer them. So they don't tell you everything at first because they don't know what you know. How did your relationship with your sister develop during this time? Um, she was very encouraging. She, mm -hmm. she, you know, she was very complimentary and very encouraging and stuff. And she, she I guess she, she pretty much went through it with me, just like, just like I went through it with her. Mm -hmm. So that's great. Yeah, yeah, she was, she was good. So I'm curious about surgery day. Mm -hmm. Were you nervous going in that day? I was very nervous. Uh -huh. I was very out of my element. So I had had a, a you know an abdominal surgery before because I had my gallbladder out. Thank goodness because that factors in after you start losing weight. But um, I had gone in and I was I can remember this vividly. I was sitting in the bed, and Doctor Dasher comes in and he's like, "What are you gonna do after um, after the surgery?" And I was like. 
Ooh, that's a very open-ended question. I don't know what to say. He's like, well, if you don't have an answer, I'm not going to do the surgery. And I was wow. like, oh, wow, that's really intense. So, so I, I better like, have an answer. <laughs> I know. So I said, I said, um, well, I'm going to try to eat right and take care of myself. He's like, no, you're going to get up and walk. I was like, oh, well, yeah, that's a given. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, all the pressure. But he was just, you know, making sure to emphasize that I was going to do what was needed at the beginning. I was, I ha you have to walk down the path from the beginning of the path you can't jump to the middle so at the beginning of the path I you know he wanted me to make sure I knew to to get up and walk after surgery and that would help with the you know the gas that they put in there to, to for the arthroscopic part of it and stuff like that so did you get to go home that day or no I was in there for three days okay. so I had a drain when they did mine so they took the drain out after a day because that was challenging and then um, and then there were two other days I went home on the third. I guess they wanted to make sure that you're keeping everything down and you're, you know, your your body is responding appropriately for it. So how did you feel afterwards? Just like looking in the mirror? Uh, I didn't feel any different. Actually, when you have the surgery, because of the anesthesia and because of the IV fluids, you're actually heavier when you go home than when you went there. So if you jump on a scale, huh. you're almost going to be discouraged, but you're prepared for that for the most part. But yeah, that was, you know, right after it, it's like, okay, well, you know, I'll be happy with losing, you know, 30 or 40 pounds. That'll be good. And I'm sure that's, you know, they, they give a percentage that you lose with the um, sleeve gastrectomy. It's a little less than the room wide, but it's all dependent on the person and what they're you know, what their perspective is or how they eat or take care of themselves. Um, but yeah, when I went home, I was just like, yeah, you know, nothing was different except I couldn't eat anything. <laughs> uh, you know, I was on a liquid diet. How did you work through that? Um, I kept myself involved with um, being with my family during dinners, even though I wasn't eating. So that gave me a, a level of, of comfort um, I didn't mind watching them eat because food's always been a pleasant thing or a joy or comfort per se. Um, so that that was helpful being able to sit down. Some different people handle it different ways, but mine was to make sure that I stay engaged with the process of when you're supposed to eat because that's not changing. What you're supposed to eat is going to change. So I would. Was it tempting when everybody was having chocolate cake or something no, like that? Oddly enough, I had such a full feeling because my, you know, stomach was small at the time, and I knew that I was just on liquid. It were it really wasn't. It did. I didn't have any issues with that. The wanting of it, even because I can remember we um, sat down to dinner. Uh, was I guess I came home on a Wednesday on on a. Saturday, my son, we had my son's birthday and my husband made homemade Parmesan, chicken Parmesan. And I sat down to dinner with them and it was like, this is so awesome. And everybody was eating and everything. The challenge that I had and that I always had was once they were finished eating, the leftovers went in the refrigerator. And that was my thing. Leftovers, you like, because, you know, we weren't rich when we were growing up. We were taught to eat all of our food. My daddy was in the service. Mom was in the service. So... Once we, you know, got done with dinner, the leftovers went in the fridge. We knew that those leftovers were going to be eaten before, you know, anything else was made or, you know, later on or whatever. So when it went in the refrigerator, that was a serious, like, focus. I, like, felt so intense and focused on those 
leftovers. But then by the next day, I got over that hurdle and said, hey, you know, they can stay in their fridge. And, and if they don't get eaten, it's, it's okay. You know, it's, it's not a big deal. So I have more struggle with that than the actual temptation of sitting down to the food. Those leftovers, whew, they'll get the best of me. Interesting. They get the best of me, too. <laughs> I love some leftovers. Bariatric surgery was only the beginning of Trisha's story. Inspired by her weight loss, the 46-year-old set a new goal, to become a professional bodybuilder, but she'd need some help. Hear the rest of Trisha's inspiring story in our next episode. As always, for more practical health tips and information, search Novant Health Healthy Headlines. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to us and all of the Novant Health podcasts on Apple, Google, Spotify, or anywhere you choose to listen. Until next time, thanks for listening.